The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Now, Cover Story presents exclusive coverage of the 2009 PRSA Silver Anvil Awards. Please welcome your host, Brandy Shapiro Babbitt. All right, everyone, I'm extremely excited to bring to you today another fabulous submission for the Silver Anvil Awards. This one is for Affleck and Fleischman Hillard. We have with us today um, Paul Dassault, who is a senior vice president and partner for Fleischman Hillard Atlanta, um, as well as Laura Kane, vice president of external communications for Affleck Incorporated. Paul leads the corporate group of Fleischman Hillard in Atlanta, and since joining the agency in 87, uh, Mr. Dassault has directed strategic strategic media and publicity programs of Newell, Rubbermaid, Affleck, CompuCredit, Mattel, Emerson, Caterpillar, AT&T. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Very proudly, he's received PRSA 2005 Award of Excellence for Kodak Diversity and Inclusion Program. And in 2008, he won a Silver Anvil on behalf of Bumblebee Foods for crisis communications related to food product recall. Mr. Dassault also specializes in national business media relations and business um, message development, helping Fleischmann Hillard companies tell their story in a manner that is clear and compelling. My goodness, you've also been a, a freelance journalist, um, and his credits include the Washington Post, Omni, American Health, Parents, McCall's Ladies Home, Ladies Home Journal, um, the St. Louis Magazine, and the St. Louis Business Journal, uh, as well as being a past president of the St. Louis Writers Guild and former instructor of magazine writing in the journalism department of the Washington University oh. in St. Louis. Welcome, Paul. Oh, that introduction was probably written by some PR guy. Yeah, brilliant PR no, guy. That was... Uh Thank you very much for that introduction. Yeah, terrific, terrific. And also we have with us Laura Kane, who's Vice President of External Communications for AFLAC um, and is being Vice President of Exter- um, External Communications. She's responsible for de- developing, overseeing communication efforts and enhance and protect the AFLAC's reputation. Um, and Ms. Kane also serves as the primary corporate spokesperson. During her tenure at AFLAC, she's held the, um, led the company's media efforts surrounding the say on pay and generated corporate awareness through innovative buzz and traditional PR efforts associated with the company's spokes duck. And I'm not allowed to make the Aflac duck noise, which I hope, <laughs> I hope I don't. Do people talk to you and just automatically want to do the duck? They do. They quack to me. Um, it's really funny. And sometimes I will call reporters and I'll just say, hi, this is Laura Kane from Aflac. And they go, you're saying it wrong. It's Aflac. And so, you know, it, it's an immediate uh, door warmer, if you will, you know. No, it definitely is. And I was given strict instructions, don't quack, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help wanting to. I mean, that's amazing because it is. It's, it's iconic. Like the duck is iconic. Oh, the duck is awesome. I love the duck. <laughs> it has done so much for this company. What's the duck um, really like? 
<laughs> what's the duck really like? Uh, the duck is the duck is great. The duck is fun. You know, I've worked with the duck on uh, television commercials, and he did an Access Hollywood uh, story, and um, very cooperative duck. He, he, how do you get your duck to be cooperative? I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, we have a really good duck trainer, I guess. I don't know. Or he's just really, really smart. That is really cool. So um, sometime after the interview, could you introduce me to the duck? <laughs> I kind of have a I kind of a duck crush. <laughs> so I'm going to take that as a yes. Uh, yeah. You know, and also, uh, Ms. Kane, her many accomplishments include writing and executing ABC's first e-commerce plan, producing on-air trailers for Viacom Viewers Choice 2 and was part of the team that launched ESPN's Japan uh, Japan Sports Channel and um, NHK's TV Japan. Um, My goodness. And uh, community involvement. She's also led the communications initiatives around the Metro Atlanta Chamber of Commerce successful efforts to change the Georgia flag. So welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. I think this is super exciting. Um, and your challenge, we're gonna, I'm going to read the challenge and then we're going to discuss the campaign because this is really, um, I think it's a very important campaign because, you know, obviously not only are you striking um, for excellence and the return was really wonderful, but it is cause related. So it's something that not only helped to really continue to put Aflac out in front of people as far as being an industry leader, but then also helped to save lives. So you're really, you're benefiting, you know, so many different communities um, within this program. So I'm just, I'm extremely, I'm extremely impressed that I get to be having this conversation with you today. Okay, Aflac is a $15 billion company based in Georgia, providing supplemental health and life insurance primarily through employers. Though Aflac's duck mascot is an advertising icon, the company sells accident disability plans, cancer expense plans, short-term disability plans, sickness and hospitality indemnity plans, and hospital intensive care plans, among other types of policies. As a result, the company's agents and service representatives often are in close contact with families in the midst of serious illness. Therefore, the public image of Aflac as a passion and committed to the community is particularly important as it is essential to the company's continued business success. Via internal communication channels, Affleck's corporate PR team learned of, in 2007 of a Boston district manager who of his own volition had joined the National Marrow Donor Program Registry. His donation of bone marrow to an ill toddler near New York saved the boy's life. From the perspective of Affleck, one remarkable coincidence enchanted the story. The boy's parents were holders of an Affleck insurance policy. They now credit that policy policy with helping to save their home and stabilize their lives as they dealt with the trauma of their son's illness. Another coincidence, Aflac had recently introduced a product that would help cover the out-of-pocket expense fees for bone marrow registration. Huge. Yeah, I think that point about uh, about the logical tie-in of the company to a program like this is very important, Brandy. The, the nature of Aflac's business is that the company's representatives are in contact with families uh, during episodes of, uh, of serious illness, and therefore the, the, the messaging of the company as um, not just interested in those customers because they are customers and represent, uh, you know, a, a financial definition of customer, but in addition to that, uh, the individual representatives of the company are genuinely compassionate people. That, that serves uh, not just an emotional interest but a business interest uh, in Aflac's case just because of the kind of business that they're in that could take the shape of you know being there to answer a phone call in the middle of the night or um, reaching across a conference table and 
holding somebody's hand. Uh, in, in the case of this fellow that started us thinking in this direction, it was um, uh, taking it upon himself to give a bone marrow donation to uh, the, first the registry and then match to a child who was, who was seriously ill. Yeah, AFLAC has a long history of uh, fighting pediatric cancer, and we've given um, well over $45 million to the AFLAC Cancer Center, which is a pro- prominent cancer uh, research and hospital in the Atlanta area. Um, but what we loved about this story is that while people can't always dig deep into their pockets to give money, that people are willing to give of themselves to help other people. So to be able to offer people in the community and our agents and our employees an opportunity to help somebody without it costing them any money, um, we thought was a great idea. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So let me ask you, I mean, because your your agents are being exposed to this on a consistent basis. Oh, yeah. So, you know, A, I think it's obviously very important that you have that you have agents out in the in, in the field who are compassionate and do have the ability to hold people's hands through some really trying times. But to inspire them to go even further than being able to say, "Hey, I'm giving you an insurance policy, you know, an insurance policy that's going to get you through this hard time. I'm actually going to give of myself so that we can help your family become healthier more quickly and you guys started your research was done originally with the national um, marrow donor program which reports more than 6,000 men women and children they're waiting for um, a transplant and 60% of those people who apply for a bone marrow transplant will never find a donor yeah, that's the sad truth. Um, finding a match is a very difficult thing, and it's all a numbers game. So the more uh, registrants we can get, the better the numbers are. Which is terrific. And, you know, and what did you do? You set out, you did interviews. So lay, lay down, if you would, the foundation. You hear the, you hear the story, which, you know, you're inspired. Wow, you've got... Uh, you know, you have an employee, an agent of, of Aflac, who's taken it upon himself to help save a little boy's life. And I'm sure when he did it, he probably didn't even think he was saving someone's life. He did what he thought was right. Oh, I think you're exactly right. We had heard the story, so I called um, Paul and our friends over at Fleshman and said, I have this great story. I'm not exactly sure what we should do with it, but let's get on a conference call and hear this story. So uh, Steve Karras, who's the agent, told us, this um, story about how he had um, helped this little boy, and um, he then became, he met the family, and it turned out the family had a lot in common, uh, you know, that they were AFLAC policyholders, he was an AFLAC agent, and then he, you know, went on to tell us, but immediately the jab started because he's a huge Red Sox and Patriots fan, and they're, you know, big Yankees and um, Giants fans. And so they had already a built-in sort of rivalry. And, in fact, one of the um, things that the uncle of the little boy said to Steve was that he was the first Red Sox fan he had ever met that he actually liked. Oh, that's great. And for for those of you... Yeah, and oh, for those of you listening that don't know, um, yes, New York and Boston, absolute huge rivals. So I, I, that's a great, I mean, this is a great foundation for a story, and especially being able to traverse lines of, of people who never normally see eye to eye. Yeah, I mean, it well, was a lot of fun. Convers- that's, that's how the brainstorm started, was um, literally we have this mm-hmm. interesting story of an agent who's doing interesting something interesting and and it's a it's a good story 
uh, and we started riffing angles on it. Um, you know how how could uh, how could we tell the story in a way that uh, reporters would really dig? The sports rivalry was mm-hmm. one of the angles that we uh, we fleshed out, but um, we didn't stop there. We started thinking. We started researching how big the issue of uh, bone marrow uh, bone marrow donation and registry really is in this country, and started gathering some statistics from the national people who keep such things and realized uh, we had a tiger by the tail here. Uh, this individual story um, could, without a whole lot of uh, new new work uh, and uh, and a great a great feed in from Affleck's involvement, be extrapolated into a, a genuine program that would have legs of its own and a story of its own to tell, and found terrific support to that idea at Affleck's management. I was going to say that was the other, you know, sort of thing as we were we we're coming into it and we were at the end of the budget year and trying to find funding um, to do it was a little bit of a challenge. But our president, who also uh, is been on the registry for a number of years, um, when we had sort of a budget shortfall, if you will, um, stepped up to the plate and paid for the uh, registration of all of the agents out of his own pocket. Okay, so now I have a question for you then. Because I have listed here that the ad hoc project budget was less than $100,000. Is that inclusive of um, his contribution of $50,000 or not? Yes. Inclusive? Inclusive, yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love that the story resonates on every level. If you're a sports fan, you can identify. And it makes something like bone marrow, which can be very scary and daunting, I think a little bit easier to digest for people who, you know, unfortunately, I don't know anyone that hasn't been touched by cancer on one level or another. You know, you, I, I, love, I love how it's so multi-dimensional and it's hitting people in a place where they can laugh potentially. It's hitting people in a place that, you know, it's hitting them in their heart. But at the end of the day, you know, you guys had some amazing, t- let's talk about um, some of the outcomes with the campaign. Um, well, CNN did a health minute, mm-hmm. um, which was just an amazing story. We could not have written it better ourselves. And so many people were inspired that in that first week, we heard from the National Bone Marrow Donor Program that they could trace back to the link from CNN.com. About 600 people had asked to have kits sent to them. And of that 600, 345 became registrants. That is beautiful. One story, one CNN minute turned into so many people, um, you know, offering to be donors. That, that, that's making a huge difference. Um, and Steve? And that was day, that was day one, Brandy. Wow. And then, then it, 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 uh, it started to take off even from there as that uh, CNN story started to click around. Uh, and uh, the team was able to secure additional media coverage on top of that. Which is terrific. You guys got exposure in the New York Times? Mm-hmm. Just last week, we were in the New England Sports Network, where Steve Karras went on and talked about this um, before the Yankees-Red Sox game, which, of course, is the big game uh, and extremely high viewership. And the Red Sox were so excited by the story that we are in talks with them to possibly do a bone marrow drive with them later on this season. That is so terrific. Now, also, you guys created your own videos and uploaded them to the different social networking sites and the different tube sites. How, what kind of lift have you gotten from those? Very good. The, uh, 
So all the element, all the visual elements of the story were together. Uh, we we pulled them all together for media storytelling in the first place. So we went ahead and shot it ourselves uh, and used that that footage to craft our own story. Put it on YouTube and got um, not just direct downloads from there in the thousands, but uh, also were able to use the video display of the story as a way of talking to print reporters and and, uh, traditional media saying, I can tell you this story, but if you want to get the feel of it right away, just here's this YouTube link. It was a a quick shortcut because there are some wonderful visual elements of the story. I mean, a, a little boy who got better and who was ill and photos of his parents and all the all the things that storytellers really want uh, was all right there in one package on one day. So packaging it up for a lot of a lot of purposes made a lot of sense to us. And that was that doesn't even count the internal uses that Aflac has had for those visuals with their own employee communications. Well, and not just the employee communications, which has been great because you know employees are really really proud of this effort. Mm-hmm. But our independent agents who are geographically dispersed throughout the country have also downloaded it, and it's something that they'll play during open enrollment so that when people are waiting to see an agent, um, they're able to hear the story. And, uh, you know, so some of our customers have inquired about, well, what's all involved in a drive? And uh, we've been answering questions and encouraging them to hold their own internal drives as well. Good for you. I mean, so this is really, I mean, this is something that um, not only has has gained you, um, you know, tremendous extra exposure, but you're doing good works and has resonated. I mean, men, women, children, media outlets, um, you know, obviously enrolling your agents, which obviously creates like a stronger sense of of the company that you're working for so that they can carry the gauntlet uh, for Aflac. Just really great works, you guys. And if I'm not mistaken, um, your results, you know, outside of being on every major media outlet, um, you also garnered um, the equivalent of $678,000 worth of advertising, resulting in 12 million impressions. That's correct. It's it's not a uh, And it's, it's still going. We would have bought advertising to tell, but if we had to uh, achieve that much air uh, with an ad buy, it would come out to be very close to that. That's right. Right, because with PR, with PR, it's you know they're always still comparing it against the good old advertising dollar. That's right. <laughs> but it's always I'm so glad public relations used to be the red-haired stepchild, and now public relations is where it's at. I mean, well, we, I hope you're right. Yeah, <laughs> certainly we we feel real strongly that public relations is where it's at because you really can't buy advertising that's as strong as PR. No, you can't. I think the consumers are a lot more savvy today. They know the difference between advertising and public relations. I think that, um, you know, when it comes to looking at a company that you want to do business with, you do want to go, you, you do not want to know that they're a good corporate citizen. Uh, a third party endorsement by someone who, quote unquote, isn't benefiting, you know, by, by directly being, let's say, a mm-hmm. spokesperson for the company goes a heck of a lot further. And people want to participate. You know, if you give them an opportunity to participate, you know, meaning all the various publics um, that are involved with the company, whether it's your consumer, whether it's your employees, um, you know, I think companies are seeing that there's a significant lift 
um, in ROI just by saying to people, I want to make my, my product better, faster, easier. How can I help benefit you? And people stand up and they help promote you if they know you're putting your best foot first. So That's been our, uh, our discovery as well. Yeah, so I think yeah. you guys are the perfect illustration of making this happen. Uh, extremely impressed with this program. And if people want to participate, um, do they go over to marrow.org or do they, can they go to Aflac? Where can people go to participate? Well, both. Um, Aflac.com has information on it and marrow.org has information as well. Um, if anyone wanted to contact us directly, we'd be happy to, um, you know, share our experience with them and tell them how easy a program uh, it is to run and, uh, you know, really encourage them to encourage their customers or their employees to, you know, just really, um, we have that internal thing of sign, was it sign swab and save a life. You know, it's a very simple process. You have to fill out some forms, do four cheek swabs, and uh, you've got the chance to save somebody's life. That is, you know what, save somebody's life. Um, wonderful works. Thank you both for joining us. We wish you the best of luck when it uh, when it comes time to find out if you're winners of the Silver Anvil Awards. But I think making the nomination is super exciting. Uh, I'm definitely casting my vote for you, my, my imaginary vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Laura Kane, Vice President of External Com- uh, External Communications for AFLAC, and uh, Steve Dassault, Senior Vice President and Partner for Fleischman Hillard of Atlanta. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brandy. Stay tuned for more 2009 PRSA Silver Anvil Awards coverage only on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebOffer.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prweboffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com. It's a private, invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events and the status of being one of the elite publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone and you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements think you got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 once again that's xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 
How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to our exclusive coverage of the 2009 PRSA Silver Anvil Awards. Once again, here's Brandy Shapiro Babbitt. All right, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro Babbitt of WebmasterRadio.fm, and we are continuing our fabulous coverage of the Silver Anvil series for 2009. I'm very excited to have with me now Stephen Chavez, Vice President of Hispanic Marketing for Ketchum, and their entry for the Public Relations uh, Silver Anvil. It's Category 15A, Multicultural Public Relations, and uh, their budget was $280,000. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. So this was 100 years of Mexican music, tequila, 100 años, the photo exhibit celebrating Mexican culture. That's right. It really paid tribute to the richness of Mexican culture. Uh, It became our bridge for the brand to connect with the memories of our audience. Our audience was, um, or is, primarily Mexican-American males, um, not acculturated, so Spanish-dominant males who, again certain passion points, whether it be in sports or or music. And we decided, let's go into the music arena, since there's not a lot of of other, um, if more of beer brands who are tapping into the the music passion, but not a lot of tequila, not a lot of competitors were doing this, Um, particularly going back to the roots. And I think that was a a brand promise we we wanted to to really bring to life, was the idea of being proud of my roots. And, and being back in Mexico and all the nostalgia that that would bring. Um, and so the various genres of music from mariachi, the traditional mariachi, to, to salsa or to cumbia, to rancheros, these were all, again, brought to life through this exhibit. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. And it's neat because, you know, when you think of America, it's a melting pot of all cultures. And it's important that even though we all have our, you know, American culture, that you you know I, I love this concept of going back to the roots of you know whatever whatever your heritage is and being able to take something like um, you know tequila you know tequila right. años and 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 focus that on Mexican Americans and bring them back to you know their grandparents and their parents what they were brought that what they were brought up on it's all about the bond it really is it real and again music is is celebrated and and. What better way to celebrate them with some tequila? Um, so for for many for many Latinos, um, you know, tequila is a time when you know we, we bring it out when we're at weddings or quinceañeras or having the family coming over for a carne asada barbecue on a Sunday you know afternoon or on the weekend. And so, really, um, the idea of tying in tequila with a celebration, a celebration of music, was a natural fit for for the client. Did you get a salt sponsor? 
<laughs> that great idea. No, no salt sponsor, no lime sponsor. We could have done something with, you know, with both of those. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> there you go. So let's, for, for the listening audience, if you would, give us a baseline um, description of the program. The Cien Años Tequila a program celebrating 100 years of music really paid tribute, again, to, to the cult, Mexican culture. Um, it, it told a story. It was a photo exhibit that featured 100 uh, Mexican artists, and we were able to sign on from UCLA, um, Dr. Steve Losa, who curated the exhibit for us. And so through him and his knowledge and expertise of, of the history of Mexican music and, and using some of the students from um, UCLA, we were then able to narrow down, the, as you can imagine, over the 100 years of Mexican music, there were quite a few performers. And so being able to um, whittle that down to only 100 and to select only 100 musicians or artists was quite, was quite a task. But we, we, we gave that to them because, again, we wanted it to become a credible, authentic offering of, of the past 100 years. And so it really told a story. Um, like, like each song narrates a tale, um, each corner of this exhibit showcased voices and sounds and lyrics. Um, it, had, it had, again, the photographs of these artists. It, it gave the history um, and, and some um, narrative and the bio of the artists. And so what we did was we took this exhibit um, to key Hispanic markets across the country, Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago, for example, where we hosted VIP parties. So we took this exhibit to key markets across the country, Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston, for example, where we, we hosted events that brought in local dignitaries. Um, we, we brought in media to, to come and experience the tequila, with pairing with some, some great uh, Mexican food. We had mariachi there to bring everything to life, and then people just explored through the exhibit. From that, we were able to generate, you know, hundreds of thousands of audience impressions and, and really get not only in local media, but we had national Spanish language media covering the project um, and, and really talking to our brand manager about tequila, about Cien Años Tequila, the, and, and how and why all of this was, was happening. Um, what, a, what a great opportunity to, again, not only just through the photo exhibit, but having influencers in the community actually taste the tequila, and then be able to give feedback on it and, and talk to their, um, their you know, friends and family about it. It, it turned into a, a much bigger program than we had even imagined it to be, and quite successful. That's awesome. Now, tell us a little bit about who the key audience was that you were intending on reaching. Our target audience for this campaign was uh, Mexican males, mm-hmm. ages on Drinking age. <laughs> Drinking 21, age. <laughs> 21 through, you know, about 54, 55 years old. Spanish dominant. Mm-hmm. Born or first generation, born in Mexico or first generation. Um, and, and really someone who identifies immensely with the Mexican culture and heritage, who has a sense of nostalgia, wanting to either go back home or still has friends and family back in Mexico. And, and really through the, the exhibit, hoping we were able to connect with them emotionally um, and, and really bring that brand to life on an emotional level with this audience. Did you get men to cry? 
We didn't get men to cry, although <laughs> I think I saw a couple of tears when a famous mariachi ranchero singer, um, Vicente Fernandez, actually, uh, we had some of his music playing in the background, and he could bring anyone to tears. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. We've got Brasco in the background, who's of Hispanic yeah. uh, descent, you know, putting his fingers up. He's a superstar, he's, a superstar, <laughs> he he's saying. It. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting because a lot of this, it, it was a, is a photo exhibit that, that was a portable photo exhibit, yes? Yeah. So it's interesting when you think about it, you really, I mean, so this is tying in something that was not only like culturally Mexican, but also getting people to adopt something that um, you may virtually throw something at me. Men don't always as easily adult adopt certain cultural things like photo expos etc and now you're exposing them to their heritage you're exposing them to like all levels of arts and culture and they adopted it right and and they they adopted it with open arms quite honestly it was through the on-premise and off-premise experiences that they were having so not only did we have the photo exhibits we had the media relations campaign tied to it where we were bringing again this nostalgia I'm sorry, nostalgia um, to Mexican music, but there was also on premise where we're, you know the brand was in the bars. They had promotions happening in the bars at, at you know retail locations, and so it really it it was an it was a campaign that touched consumers and and our audience at various levels and at different touch points, um, and really it was inspired by by its roots and and created with that passion that a lot of our audience have for the music. Let me ask you a question. You, so most of the promotion that you did, most of the, most of the outreach you did was predominantly through um, Hispanic outlets, media outlets? Primarily we did our outreach, media you know, outreach to Spanish language newspapers, radio stations, TV, getting them to cover. But we also did a heavy push on, um, again, radio stations was, was a, a, a big part of our campaign because we we realized and had the insights with this audience that, you know, a lot of them weren't reading the, the local newspaper and they were going to be getting their information from these mix, traditional Mexican um, radio stations. And so it was important that we, we did promotions with them and, and, and actually were, were part, we, you know, had our spokespeople um, be, be on those stations talking about the upcoming event at the local, you know, out here, for example, in Los Angeles where I live, um, we had something at um, Plaza Mexico um, here in, near Huntington Park, which is a, a huge, hugely predominant um, Mexican-American community um, here in Los Angeles. And so radio, newspaper, and then we looked at some of the blogs um, that we thought that would, you know, again, be relevant to this audience as well. Which is exciting. Now, who, now what kind of people were you using as spokespeople to represent in the various media outlets? Primarily, we used the professor um, from UCLA, AZ, um, Dr. Steve Losa, um, and I'm not going to say this right, but he's a professor of ethnomusicology, ethnomusicology at UCLA. And, and so, he, again, he was a curator and this person of the exhibition, um, and he, he's the one, and his students were the ones who compiled all the valuable information on the, on the performers and the songwriters. Um, and, and really, thankfully to him, was able to bring this history and the tradition of Mexican music to life in the, in the photo exhibit. That is really positive. Did you find that there was crossover to some of more, the more you know, traditional um, media outlets 
or you know non-specific Hispanic outlets? There was there was some crossover, but again, we knew who our audience was, and mm-hmm. the brand knew who their audience was, and, and so we weren't competing against the patrons of the world, which are the you know the high end premium tequilas um, that are that are also you know have a premium cost to it. Um, Cien Años Tequila is really a, a beer for for everyone, and that's why you know when we had events at at the in the local markets, we were we were very clear not to call them VIP events. Because we didn't want any sense of elitism. Or, you wanted inclusion. Uh, any sense of mm-hmm. that. It had to be, you know, for the hint that for the people. Yeah. And, it had, and, you know, the, the, the kit, you know, Cienangas tequila is, uh, is really the, the people's tequila in a sense. And so we had to make sure it felt that way in everything we did. Um, even even the giveaway bags, they, um, they had, um, you know, they obviously had, you know, samples of tequila in there, but... And they had a CD, a copy of a CD that had some, you know, some of the music that, were, that was featured in the photo exhibit. Um, but they were made out of this fabric material that almost felt like a potato sack. And at first when we got there, we were going, hmm, God, these don't really look that pretty. You, know? <laughs> you, you get gift bags, you have the tissue coming out right. of it, you know, when you go to events. This one, you know, it was like a potato sack. But once we filled it with everything and once we got to the event... It was the right choice because it, it did have that sort of ranch, you know, feel sort of a, a more of a, a homey, rural, yeah, you know, on the on the, on the ranch kind of feel to it. Um, that that just was perfect, actually. You know, that sounds exciting, and I love the sound of it because it does. It sounds like you know, it's the it's the fabric of a culture, and that culture, you know, transcends many different. Um, many different countries and, and, you know, cultures within the culture. So I, I think that's, it sounds like it was the perfect bag for people to take away and, and be reminiscent of home. It, it was. We had, once they found out tequila was in that bag, it was hard to keep people away from getting a second or third bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, comes on, like, police officers are, no, sorry, okay. <laughs> you can tell people that walked in. You know, people yeah, that walked it was in hot, trim. It was a hot item. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Probably had a bunch of people walking around, walking away, looking a little bulkier than, than they first right. did when they. Were. Right. Okay, so Stephen, let's talk about. I mean, this is really great and groundbreaking. This campaign. Let's talk about the evaluation process because you guys met and exceeded your benchmarks. Yes, we we had a couple of you know obviously the objectives of raising awareness and trial um, among the target audience, and and I think we. We accomplished that definitely through our Spanish language media hits. For example, we um, alone in this campaign generated more than 20 million media impressions. But more importantly, I think, and what we don't oftentimes do in public relations enough, is, is show how we've actually impacted the bottom line sales results. And so there was a goal to increase sales of about 30% in each of those trial markets that we were at, Houston, Los Angeles, Chicago. Uh, marketing from um, Cien Años Tequila, from Beam Global, marketing folks are telling us that actually we surpassed that and actually reached about 52% increase in sales um, versus the same period um, the year prior. So we're really thrilled with the um, numbers that we were able to reach on the sales side, but also very much on the on the like, the connection. Remember, I was talking a little bit about that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. That's really what's going to sustain the brand once all the hype and the excitement and the PR is, has left the city. Um, it's really, did, did anyone connect with, with the brand, what it was trying to tell you, tell, you know, say to the consumer? And 
you know, we know that about 40,000 people tried, tried the um, product during the launch. And so we really think those 40,000 people went home and told their comadres and compadres and their mm-hmm. brothers and sisters about it. Mm-hmm. And, and what a great time they had at the event. Um, and they're going to try, they're going to also start trying the Cien Años Tequila as well. And so, again, the, the campaign results not only in sales, but I think from an emotional touch point really was a win-win for everyone. That's excellent. Yeah, I mean, you, you provided people with, I mean, something that's important to them, a, a feeling right. of home, a feeling of their heritage. And if you can align that, obviously, with your brand, you know, it gives you legs to to run and i mean my goodness i think i thought that 30 percent. to be honest with you an increase of sales um by 30 percent was a bit of a leap and to think that you guys exceeded that by almost 20 percent is really right. really really impressive steven yeah like hats and, and again off. The, the the media impressions were a, a mix of print tv and the radio places you know places like cnn and espanol radio or you know, OI newspaper when actually it was a daily rather than a weekly. Um, you know, we you know Themex did a cover, you know, did a story, and F did a story. So once those wire services in the Spanish language community um, does, does a story, and that's equivalent to like an AP story. Um, once uh, Notimex does a story, all the local weekly newspapers here in LA, also, uh, I mean, in, in the United States, as well as throughout Mexico and other parts of Latin America, will cover the story, and so. It just it continues to get you know pick up. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, so your your um, what I'm hearing from you is once you plant the seed and once you get like one major media outlet to promote, then the others sort of seem to follow suit across the board. Yes and no. I mean, with just like in the general market, you could get a local newspaper to cover you. It doesn't mean it's going to then get picked up across the country. But if you can get a major. Um, wire c- service company like a Reuters or, or an Associated Press. And in the Spanish language media landscape, it's called Notimex or Este. Once they mm-hmm. run a story on you, that, then you know it's, it's just going to hit all over. And, and we were lucky enough to pitch and, and um, generate placements in both, and actually both of those, I guess, outlets. So, Stephen, I understand that you absolutely. Uh, make your, you know, you're very much a part of the community and you're always making great contributions. And if people want to learn more and know what you're doing step by step of every day, uh, you are on Twitter. I am on Twitter. You can reach me at Stephen Chavez PR. Good luck. Best wishes to you. Thank uh, you. At the Silver Anvils. Very exciting. Very exciting. And we look forward to hearing more from you. Wonderful. Terrific. You will, definitely. Good. You have been listening to our exclusive coverage of the 2009 PRSA Silver Anvil Awards, only on webmasterradio.fm.